Welcome to Talk Healthy to Me. I'm your host, Brindley Joyner, and on this podcast, we chat about living healthy, happy, and fulfilling lives. From fitness to relationships to business, we really cover it all. Let's get into it. Good morning, guys. Welcome back to another episode on Talk Healthy to Me, or really, I should tell myself welcome back because I took a little break from here. I've missed it so much. I've missed talking to you guys and diving deep into things that are on my heart and in my mind and just, yeah, having a little conversation on here with you guys. As you guys know, I traveled for a little bit over two weeks and I was gone in Europe for a while and I did not bring my podcast set up there. So I took a little break from it and it was nice to just relax for a little bit. The first week in Spain was really just hanging out with friends, enjoying. And then in France, we were launching our swimwear company. So that was more work. But yeah, a lot of things that were happening behind the scenes for a while. And now I'm just so excited to be back home in my little home in Florida and recording on here again. So thank you guys for having patience for me as I took a little break. But we are back and we are ready to get into some fun topics for the next couple months. I'm really excited and I'm just really motivated to get back into this. So today's episode, as you saw by the title, we're going to be talking about how to get back into a productive routine, especially after traveling. But this can apply to anybody that's maybe had a really fun long weekend and just forgot about their like healthy routine or I don't know, has been like in a rut of motivation and just wants to get back to a routine that makes them feel good from the inside out. This one is for you. So we're going to be talking about all of the different things that I do to kind of kickstart my motivation and then carry it into discipline and just carry it into a sustainable routine that makes me truly feel good. But before we dive into that part of the episode, I want to do a little recap for those of you that maybe have been following along on the Europe trip and want to hear some of the deets and everything. I thought I'd do a quick recap before we dive into it. So as you guys know, I went to Majorca first. So let's break down Majorca. It was so much fun and I totally recommend traveling to Majorca if you're looking at somewhere in Europe. It is an island off of Spain and it was just so awesome. I mean, I have never had so much fun in my life given it's so much about the people you go with. And I went with a huge group of my friends, which was amazing. And I definitely recommend that as well. Just like picking a friend group and saying like, guys, we need to send it. Let's do this. Um, but Majorca itself was so gorgeous. So we stayed in an Airbnb that was on the water. And that's like one of my biggest tips for traveling pick an Airbnb that's in a solid location because there's nothing worse than going to a really awesome country and being in an Airbnb like so far away from everything that you want to do. So we picked an Airbnb that was like right in the middle of everything we wanted to do, super easy access to water, to beaches, to fun restaurants, to a town to walk around, all of that. And we literally walked to dinner every single night. The only time we drove a car was when we had to drive to a hike and to a beach that was an hour away that we really wanted to go to. But other than that, everything was super easy to walk to. And the Airbnb itself was on this marina. So you walk down the stairs and we had our own little dock that went out into the water. So we literally could wake up and swim every single morning. Anytime we came home from something, we could go swim. And it was honestly super hot. So that was nice to just be able to jump into the water everywhere. But absolutely perfect location. So much fun. We did a hike called La Trapa. La Trapas, I think is the name. I linked all of it or I like put the location of all of it on my YouTube video. So if you are going to Majorca and you want to go to these places, go definitely check the YouTube video out. But the hike was insane. It was like ruins and it took us like four hours. Everybody was dying. It was so hot, but it was so much fun. And the views were just 
stunning. I think the most fun day was definitely the boat day. We rented a boat through Rent My Boat and we went out and we went under these like underwater caves. We went snorkeling. We paddle boarded. We jumped in. There was one spot where we could just like jump off the front of the boat and do flips and all this stuff. It was so much fun. And we brought a bunch of goggles. We brought the the drone and yeah, just so much fun, like from a movie. Um, what else did we do in Mallorca? We went to a couple different beaches. We went to a town called Dea, which was gorgeous. And what I loved about Mallorca is it had so many different terrains. It had beautiful mountains. It had beautiful beaches. It had beautiful cliffs. There was hikes. There was obviously beaches, tons of gorgeous restaurants. Everything was decently priced too. It wasn't overly expensive. It was cheaper than America for sure to go out to dinner and stuff, but everything was still like really, really nice. We felt safe the whole time. Oh, I could just go on and on about it. I'm sure you can tell by the way I'm hyping it up that I just want everyone to go experience Majorca. And then Nice, we went there for a week after Nice, France. And this was so much fun too. It was a very different trip. So we went from being with all of our friends in Majorca to just being me, Lucas, Mary Margaret, and Noah in an Airbnb. And then two of our friends from Majorca, they also went to Nice, but they were in a different Airbnb because this trip was like our business trip. So it was when we were creating the website and launching Honey and taking a bunch of like content there, photo shoots and everything for Honey Swim. And if you don't know, if you're new here, we just launched a swimwear brand called Honey Swim. So that's what I'm talking about. But the first couple of days were honestly just like working in the coffee shop and not really doing much, which kind of sucked because we were in a new town or a new whole country. And we were like, we want to explore and see everything, but we really had to grind and get the website up. And then we launched and that was insane. Like I still, I get goosebumps thinking about how awesome launch was and how many people supported. It was so, so cool. Um, And I'm so grateful for everybody that posted, that ordered, that just shared, like, oh, it was unreal. This community is just amazing. And I'm so grateful for you guys. But anyways, we launched. And then after that, the trip in Nice got a lot more fun. We did like this long coastal walk. We swam a lot. We went to Saint-Tropez in a ferry. We went to Antibes, Billionaires Bay, so many towns around there. Villefranche-sur-Mer was another one. Um, And I might be botching how I'm saying these. I don't know. But yeah, all of this again is in my vlog. I feel like I just, my brain is scattered when thinking about the trip. So if you want to see a more detailed itinerary or go on a trip, definitely go watch the vlog. But so much fun. I have nothing but good things to say about both places. In terms of staying on a healthy routine while I was traveling, I think I did a pretty good job. Um, I did a episode right before I left on how to stay feeling your best during traveling. And I really did try to follow a lot of the advice that I had for you guys. Um, But these trips were a little bit harder to follow all that stuff because Usually when I travel within America, like to a different state or even to Hawaii, it's easier to keep up with the time zone, but here it was completely flipped. So when we were waking up, it felt like it was nighttime. We were just so tired the whole time. So it was really hard to stay motivated to work out when we were like absolutely exhausted and we were walking nonstop. Like I think I hit 20K steps every single day. So my body was pretty worn out the whole time. That just goes to show like when you're traveling, movement looks different and that was totally okay. So in Spain, we went on a few runs and I did, I think two body weight workouts. And then we just walked a lot and swam a lot for the rest. And then in Nice, we walked even more because we didn't rent a car in Nice and we just walked so much. Like anytime we went to dinner, it was like a 30 minute walk there, 30 minute walk back. Um, we explored by walking, like 
there was a lot of it. So my movement kind of looked more like that. And I don't think I worked out once in Nice, actually. No, I didn't. I literally just swam and walked, which is great. We love that. Um, and then food wise, we didn't ever get groceries. So we just ate out every single meal. And honestly, I felt amazing. I like everybody says you'll feel better eating the food in Europe. And it's so true. I didn't notice I like, I didn't break out at all the whole trip. I didn't really get bloated except for one night when I had full straight dairy ice cream. But other than that, I felt absolutely amazing. They don't add a ton of crap like seed oils and stuff to most of their food at their restaurants. So that was really awesome to experience. But given when you're doing that for two weeks, you still feel a little bit out of place if you're so used to a very organized routine. And that's exactly how I felt getting back. I am so grateful for the trip and I loved it and I would do it over and over and over again. But coming home and realizing you get to go back to like a little bit of normalcy in a routine, especially when you thrive off of routines is so great. So I was super excited to get back and just restart everything and pick back up my routine of workouts that make me feel good, meals that make me feel good, grocery shopping, keeping an organized desk, like working for my home, everything I was so excited for. So that's going to be kind of what we dive into now. Now that the recap is over, let's get started on just how to get back into your routine. I must say the first thing I feel like when you get back from a trip, it's either you unpack and do laundry right away or it stays in your suitcase at the foot of your bed for like days or even weeks after. And I have cultivated the habit of literally as soon as I get home, opening that suitcase, throwing stuff in the dirty laundry and just putting it all back. If I don't do that, then I will feel very scattered and unorganized. And it just starts with a suitcase and then it leads to the next thing. Like, oh, maybe there's a little mess that I left where I left my house. I'll pick that up and then I'll do the dishes and then I'll do this. And it kind of like all leads back into this full-on cleaning, organizing day. So I think that is super important for me. So just getting everything done right when I get home to get my space back and organized. So that leads me to the first tip, and that is to clean up your space because an organized space equals a productive mindset. You experience your whole inner world through your senses from your outer world. And if you think about that, if you're living in a house that's cluttered and messy and maybe there's like dirty dishes or clothes on the floor or something, you're taking all that in through your senses, whether it's through your sight, your smell, whatever, and that's going to affect your mental state and how you experience your inner world. And a lot of people don't realize that, but think about it for a second. If you walk into an office and it smells good, there's natural lighting, everything is clean, put away and organized, you're probably going to be excited to sit down and work, or you're at least going to feel much better about it. But if you walk into an office and there's food all over the place, trash on the floor, clothes on the floor. Ew, like who wants to sit down and work in that office, you know? So it's the same with your home, whether you work from home or not, you're doing something there. You're existing, you're living, and you want it to be a place that is motivating and inspiring and feels safe and feels clean. So my biggest tip is to just get that environment feeling right before you even try to dive back into your routine. That's like the very first step for me at least. So this looks like, of course, tidying the regular stuff like dishes, laundry, all of that. I think making sure to do a quick vacuum 
Okay, this might be a little extra, but I vacuum every single day because dust and dirt and debris, especially having a dog, I feel like all that affects my sinuses a lot. So just doing a quick vacuum every day kind of helps me keep track of all that. But again, that might be a little extra. So just a quick vacuum every once in a while. Another thing that really helps is doing just a 20 minute tidy every time before you go to bed. Um, because there's nothing worse than waking up in the morning and having a mess to clean up first thing in the morning. So if you take that time to do it at night, even though you're tired, even though you really don't want to, you're going to really thank yourself in the morning. One bad habit I have with cleaning is I will be like super motivated to take on a big organization task and I'll take everything out of a cabinet and start to do it. And then I'll get sidetracked by something else. Maybe a call comes up or Ziggy needs my attention or something. And then I leave it and I realize, oh my gosh, I created a much bigger mess than I even had before. So I think knowing your timing is important and maybe just do a quick tidy to where it looks good service level as your first thing. And then when you know you have a solid hour, two hours to take on a big organization task, then work on that because there's nothing worse than creating more of a mess when you were just trying to do good. Also, I love setting a little candle up and just having that motivate me to clean it. I don't know. It just puts me in such a good mood. And of course it makes your whole house smell good. Um, I've been really loving this brand called Primally Pure. This is not an ad. I just genuinely love them. And they make a beeswax candle. And I've been doing research on non-toxic household products because we're really trying to get rid of everything that emits chemicals into our house. Um, and their candles do not. It's made of all natural ingredients. So I really recommend them on Instagram. I think it's just primarily pure, but I love setting up one of those candles whenever I'm starting to clean. It makes the whole cleaning like an experience. And another thing on cleaning and just getting your environment right, open up some windows and get some natural light in. You would be so amazed by what just having a super lit up house does for your mental state when there's sunlight coming in it seriously puts you in a much better mood and it just makes the whole house feel lighter and more free and I don't know it truly helps me mentally okay let's move on to tip number two this one's super important and it is to start small and ease back into your routine I think if you have this massive to-do list of this crazy routine that you try to like just jump straight back into after traveling or having off time you're going to get really disappointed because it's not going to be attainable and you're going to maybe do it for two days and then fall off of it again and then run into the cycle of being kind of shameful because you couldn't keep it up and then unmotivated again and then you're going to get re-motivated and try it again and then it's just going to be the cycle. So I think it's much smarter to ease back into it. Start with small daily tasks. This is my biggest thing. If you can set up three small tasks each day, and then maybe you can build upon those. Say the next week you can do four small tasks each day. Whatever it is for you, whatever works, I think that's much better to start small and ease into it than start full force, like cold turkey, go straight back to everything you want to be doing and then get unmotivated because you can't keep up, you know? So for example, if I was going to do three small daily tasks, one would be get some type of sweaty movement in. It doesn't matter what it is. If I wake up and want to lift weights, great. If I want to go for a walk, great. Just choose some type of movement. The next one is to do a 30-minute tidy each day to make my house look organized and feel good in. Um, and then let's say the third one is to cook one healthy meal per day. Even if I have to go pick up an acai bowl and get dinner out, at least I cooked a good lunch. That's a start. So I can start with those and then maybe the next week I can go to cook every meal in and then keep going with the rest of the tasks. You see what I mean? It's so much easier to do it that way than to just full force go straight back into it. So those are splitting up tasks on the daily, but I think another thing you can do is have one big task per week. So maybe it's you want to do a full deep clean organization of your bathroom. 
don't try to do something like that every single day, but just have one big task that's going to take, you know, two plus hours once a week. And you can conquer that this week, check it off. And then you can have maybe the bedroom you're going to do that for next week. Or maybe you're trying to get back into running. So you want to do a long run. Say you want to hit like a, well, long to me is like five miles. Probably long to some of you is like 12, but say I want to do a long run of my five miles, right? I'm not going to try to do that every single day. I'm going to say once a week, I'm going to hit this to get back into my routine. But the other days I'm going to hit one, two miles, whatever it is for you. When you do it this way, you're able to get stuff done without running into burnout because burnout is the last thing you want to experience. Burnout is the end of that cycle. So you go, 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 go. And then you hit burnout. You stop completely. You hit a flat line. You get unmotivated. You get shameful. And then you have to cycle back to the beginning of the cycle again. So what you don't want to do is hit burnout. So to avoid hitting burnout, just start small, ease back into it and go at a pace that is attainable, sustainable, and you can keep doing and do it in a way that you're not totally stressed out. It still brings you joy to do the little tasks. Okay. The next tip, it kind of goes hand in hand with this last one. It is to write things out. So I'm huge on believing if you see something written down on paper and you're actually physically writing it out, it's easier to keep it up and to be motivated to do it. If it's just a task that I have in my head, it can be easily forgotten. I can brush it off. But if I have a list down on paper that I need to physically check off with a pen, I'm much more likely to get those things done. One thing that I did when I got back was I have this massive whiteboard calendar and I wrote out my entire month after getting back of things that need to be posted, things that need to be recorded, due dates, like all of these things on my calendar. And that was super refreshing and motivating to see it all written down on paper and see my timeline. And then, so that's like the monthly writing out. And then for a weekly basis and a daily basis, I have a little planner. So I'll have a weekly one where I just put bullet points. And then a daily one is a separate notepad where I write out a to-do list of the day. And some of them have times. Like if I have a 9am meeting, I'll have that. And I'll say like two things I need to do before, two things I need to do after. And then my next timeline thing, maybe it's lunch with someone. And I'll just write it out on a little daily to-do list. And then my weekly one is just like kind of big timeline type of stuff. Like this needs to be posted on Wednesday. Um, This needs to be done on today. Or maybe it's what workout I'm doing that day. Whatever I can do to keep me in a mindset of like, this needs to get done. Here's the timeline for it. And just make it more organized in my own head so that my brain isn't constantly scattered by trying to remember all these things. That's also why I think journaling is so valuable is because your brain is incredible and it can hold a lot of stuff, but it doesn't necessarily need to. If you can get it out on paper so that you can let go of it in your brain so that you can focus on the present moment, that is a great thing to do because you can always go back to that piece of paper and revisit what you have to get done. But if you can clear your mind of all those little tasks, I think it'll bring you a lot more peace and a lot more organization in your daily life. The next tip I have is to invite people into this routine. I say this all the time, but when you bring people alongside of you as a friend, as an accountability partner, it makes it so much easier to stick with the routine because if one day you're feeling unmotivated and you're feeling like you don't want to get up and go to the gym, maybe that person is motivated and they're going to carry you there. And then you can do that for them. It's vice versa. Maybe a day that they're just really not having it. You can be the one that's like, no, come on, we are doing this together. Let's go. It also makes life just more enjoyable to do something with a partner. So whether you have a spouse or if you're single, you have a friend, whatever it is, just having someone that you can do these little tasks with, whether it's working out, whether it's cooking a healthy meal, whether it's 
um, deep cleaning your house, whatever the task you want to get done is, bring someone alongside you and it makes it a billion times more enjoyable. That is one reason why I love social media so much because I feel like I have this little community of just everybody that I'm kind of sharing my life to and it keeps me so accountable. Like some of you might think that I'm posting these things to inspire or motivate you, which of course that's part of it, but you don't know how much you motivate me just by posting, I'm going to do this workout this morning. And then I know since I posted that, I have to go do that workout. I have to get it done and I have to share it and I want to share it. And so just having any type of accountability, whether it's online or in person is so helpful to me. On Kaizos, on the Instagram for Kaizos, we host little community challenges once a month and they're not things that are meant to be like your routine forever, but they're just fun, quick challenges that get you into community, hoping that maybe you'll make a friend out of it too. You'll see someone posting their 10K step challenge and then you'll follow them maybe and you guys will meet up or hopefully our goal is that you would find people in person in your city or town, wherever you are, to connect with and do those things together. But it's all about the community and it's so fun just even on Instagram to see, like right now we're hosting a 10K steps challenge on Kaizos. It's for 10 days straight. You're hitting 10 10K steps every day. And it's so fun to see those reposts. And I kid you not, if I haven't hit my 10K steps and I see someone post a story and say that they did, I am so much more motivated to go get mine done too. We really feed off of each other's energy as humans. And if you can emit that good, positive energy, you're going to attract that from other people and you're going to form a community built around that good, positive, uplifting energy. Okay, this next tip is really something that I know works for me. It might not work for everybody, but I, when I invest my money, like when I invest something financially into part of my routine, it makes me want to keep it up so much more. It makes me highly motivated to keep it up because I don't want to waste my money. I want to make sure my money goes towards something and really benefits or helps me if I'm going to spend it on something. So this tip is to invest financially. And I'm not saying you need to go buy, you know, like a thousand dollar sauna or something crazy. It can be you do a grocery shop where you get a couple more healthy ingredients than you usually would or higher quality ingredients because you know that you are investing in your health and your well-being. And so by doing that in your your head, you're saying, I'm going to spend a little extra money because I really care about my health and my wellness and I'm going to keep working towards this. So investing financially for your routine, it can look like, like I said, the grocery shop. It can look like joining a gym. It can look like taking group classes. It can look like joining an app. Um, I do have an app where I post my monthly workouts and little challenges and stuff too. So something like that is always an option if you know you thrive off of online routines and everything. Um, It can look like investing in some type of product, whether that's healthy skincare or maybe it's non-toxic cleaning supplies. It doesn't have to be just workouts or nutrition. It can be all around lifestyle stuff too that you invest in. And like I said, it doesn't have to be anything expensive. It can be choosing to buy a natural like an all-natural non-toxic candle that's maybe $7.99 instead of the $3.99 candle that has toxic ingredients in it. It can be little fixes like that. But just like I said, knowing in your mind that you chose to invest something more into your routine to become a better version of yourself is highly motivating to keep going, especially if it's gonna be something that you use every single day or something that you put on your body or in your body. I always advocate for it is better to spend just a little bit extra to make it something that's really truly good for you. And I think by doing that, you you not only get the benefit of what that product is actually gonna do for you, but you get the benefit mentally of I chose something that's really good for me over something that's not. 
knowing that it's a sacrifice of my own hard-earned money. The last little tip I have goes hand-in-hand with this one, and it is to set up little weekly or monthly rewards for yourself. We, as humans, thrive off of reward and off of praise, and if you can give that to yourself in small little ways, it's gonna just help that routine keep going at a steady pace. And again, when I say reward yourself, I'm not saying spend some crazy amount or go some crazy place or something. It can be the smallest little things that just bring you joy. Maybe it's a fun Starbucks drink on a Friday because you crushed the week before you. Or maybe it's a new pair of running shoes that you've been dying to get and you spent the past month really crushing a routine. So you're going to reward yourself with those at the end of the month. Whatever it is that you can look forward to, Maybe it's not even a product or something that you can buy, but maybe you want to take a day trip to a beach town or you want to go visit a friend in a different city or something. So you know at the end of the month you're going to do that and you want to really just work hard to stay on your routine the whole month to really feel like that's going to be a reward for doing that. I think if you can set up little stuff in your mind like that, it just makes the process so much easier. And it's like, duh, you could do that stuff without crushing your routine, but it in your mind you can just train yourself to think, I have this reward coming. I really want to push and do my best to get there so that it really truly feels like a reward. One little reward that Lucas and I have set up weekly is we try to go on a date night on Friday or Saturday. We usually go to our favorite sushi spot. And that is like a reward for getting everything done throughout the week. So we try to work super hard on our actual work, like our social media, our two companies, Uh, actually Lucas is running three companies now I'm running two and just everything that we have to get done work-wise as well as workouts getting movement in each day and then also trying to cook meals at home and then going out for a date night after a week of all of that is like the best little reward for us it's so much fun and we can reflect on the week talk about highs and lows things we love things we need to work on for next week all of that and yeah it's just a fun little staple in our week that we truly look forward to and every time throughout the week that we're like oh I don't want to do this we think, well, we have a fun date night coming, so let's just cook the meal at home tonight. I don't know. Mentally, it just kind of helps you get through the process. I do want to say too, I think this reward should be one that benefits you and your routine because your reward, I think we're trained to think of reward has to be like a splurge or seen as like an on quotes cheat meal, which I don't even really believe in cheat meals or just things that are like I don't know, like rewards have just kind of this negative connotation of like indulging. I think this reward can be something that still benefits you. So like a fun date night where we get to connect and eat our favorite meal of sushi, that's a reward that's going to benefit our relationship. It's going to benefit our joy. It's going to benefit other things. Say if the reward is a new pair of running shoes that we've had our eye on, that's also going to benefit us because it's going to benefit our running routine or our workouts. Maybe it's a cute workout fit that you know you're going to feel comfortable, confident in all the things in when you work out next week. So you can still set up rewards that aren't going to totally like throw you out of routine, if that makes sense, but that they're going to actually spur you in and motivate you more for your upcoming routine. But yeah, that pretty much wraps up the main things that I'm trying to do to get back into routine. And I hope some of them motivated you and helped you guys too, if you're in a similar spot as me, um, if you're coming back from traveling or just a long weekend or whatever, and just needed a little boost of motivation. I hope this got to you. More than anything, I want you to take away that whenever you're getting back into a routine or maybe just starting a routine in general, it should be sustainable. You want it to be sustainable. You want to be able to attain what you're doing on a weekly basis. You don't want it to be some grand, crazy, big thing that 
you're going to fall off of eventually. You want to fill it with small tasks. You want to fill it with mini rewards. You want to make it fun. Um, and yeah, just make it a lifestyle. If it's not a lifestyle, then it's not going to be something you can stick with. I think fun, short challenges, like the challenges we run on Kaizos, like the 10 days, 10K steps, those are really fun. And it's fun to incorporate them every once in a while, but I don't think we should rely on stuff like that for our normal routine. So don't rely on something you see on Pinterest that's like, 10 long steps of things you need to start doing. Just make up your own, make up things that you know you're gonna be able to stick with. And of course you can use those fun like weekly challenges as a little kickstart boost. But like I said, don't try to make that your entire month routine on a monthly basis. Like just use them as motivation and then create your own maintainable lifestyle outside of those. Okay, I wanna leave you with a little challenge at the end of this episode as usual. And that is how we were talking about rewards. I want you to think of a weekly reward for this week and then also a bigger monthly reward. And I want you to write those down. And then I want you to write out a few things that you wanna do before you reward yourself with that. So it can be a product, it can be a day trip. It can be something fun you go and do. Whatever it is, think of a weekly one and then a monthly one for this week and this month, and then the steps you want to take before you reward yourself with that. Write it out. If you happen to post it on an Instagram story, tag me so I can see it. I can see who's following along and repost you. And yeah, I hope that that writing down that reward just really encourages you to get through a really good week and a really good month. It feels so good to be back on the podcast, and I'm so excited to keep going with this. So tune in every single Monday for new episodes. And I also want some feedback slash ideas from you guys. I want to hear what you're wanting to hear from me on here in the next couple of months. So let me know whether it's on an Instagram DM or on a review on here. Let me know what you want to hear. Give me some topics that you want me to discuss and I will read through those and start getting to them in the upcoming weeks. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode on Talk Healthy to Me. And the last little thing I'm going to leave you with is a code for both of my brands. I'm going to put them in the description, but I have Honey Swim, which is my swimwear, and then Kaizos, which we just launched collagen. So now we have two products, um, Healthy Hot cocoa mix that can be made into iced cocoa, baked with, made into smoothie bowls, whatever. We also have collagen, grass-fed, and hydrolyzed, and then, yeah, Honey Swim. So those links and codes will be in the description to get a little discount coming straight from the podcast. All right, signing off. Love you guys, and I'll see you next Monday.